Father Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, even as I minister. In Jesus' name I pray. Take your seats. My message this afternoon comes from that last verse that says, return to me. So I've titled my message, Return to the Lord. Amen? Return to God. I'm going to, uh, <clears throat> to actually start from the hand and come, um, you know, to the, I'll put it, I'll, I'll start with the last verses and I'm going to end with the, uh, the beginning of that scripture. Return to God. The greater part of that scripture talks about idol worship. And, you know, we in this life, unless we find purpose, unless we find God and the true God, we'll never be able to find purpose and meaning of life. I repeat that. To find God is to find purpose and meaning for life. To miss God is to drift through life aimlessly like an endless chicken. <coughs> Israel and drifted away from God and it turned to idols. They left the living God and they turned to idols. And in the scripture that we've read, the back of it, Prophet Isaiah paints the absurdity of worship, worshiping idols. He says, a man plants a tree, then he calls, uh, then God causes rain so that the tree can grow. The tree is so oppressed, it can't plant itself, it can't make itself grow. It depends totally on man to plant it and tend it. It depends on God to grow. And when it is grown, man cuts it down. He uses a portion of it to warm himself as firewood. He uses some of it to cook his food. Then he uses the rest to make an idol and worship it. He calls a useless piece of wood is God. The piece of tree, wood, that is lifeless, that is dead. But this is what man now calls God and bows before it. What absurdity. What absurdity. To call a piece of wood God. I still remember hearing the testimony of this Asian man who came to the Lord later on in his life, in his mature age. But before he came to the Lord, he would travel and travel from India. He went to stay in America. He came to Africa. 
And one of the, 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 the pieces in his luggage was actually his God. He had carried his God. I mean, part of his luggage is his God. Who likes such a God that is carried in the boot of the car? And you call that God? It's not different from actually being proud of your car that is broken, that is not working, which you are carrying. Instead of the car carrying you, you are now carrying the car. And you are so proud. I have a remo <laughs> of a car which doesn't carry you, which you carry. That's the absurdity of idol worship. Worshipping gods that are not God. Why would man, you know, turn to idols? I believe that it is because his eyes are, 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 are blinded. In fact, the scripture that we've read says, his eyes are plastered. Plastered. The way we plaster our wall, maybe. Man is in delusion. And for this spiritual blindness, God would judge them. Sent them to exile. The they were under a spirit of deception. And I see that spirit at work today in our world. It is a spirit that calls good evil and evil good. Actually, this spirit defends evil and makes the right look shameful. Evil is celebrated today and the and, and good is frowned upon. When I was growing up, and even before, being able to marry as a virgin was celebrated. True or false? In fact, we used to sing a song for that matter in the wedding. How many of you remember that? Uh -huh. And we used to sing, we are victors. I'm Ajay Florence. <laughs> there was that song. We used to sing, we are victors. Of course, maybe others didn't understand, but that was the song that your friends will sing for you because you have crossed over without being pregnant. But today, in some quarters, if you're 25, you are 30, and you said you are a virgin. People go, <laughs> true or false? Oh, am I in my world? Is that true? What used to be, you know, frowned upon evil today is actually celebrated. And that's what is happening. Today. Now, when you look at the Israelites with the picture that uh, Isaiah is painting, or people 
you know, taking a piece of wood, making it their God, and seriously worshiping that God. And then I'm asking, now this piece of tree that I'm, I'm, I'm actually worshiping is the one that I've burnt as firewood. Now it is ashes. It is helpless. You drop it. It will not move right or left until you pick it again. It's so useless. But that is now what the uh, living God, departing from the living true God, and now turns to this piece of wood and says, you are my God. Answer my prayer. You see, I have listened to uh, stories of witch doctors. And uh, one of them, uh, I think, told me that uh, the, the, in the w this witch doctor's house where he went, uh, the, 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 there was a carpet. There was a carpet, and the witch doctor was sitting on the carpet. But under the carpet was money, notes and notes, nothing else but notes. And, but what is so strange, and people go to these witch doctors to make them rich. What is so funny about them? First of all, I am yet to see a witch doctor who lives in a mansion. If you see one, take the photos and send them on WhatsApp. Have you seen one who lives in a mansion? A witch, a true clear witch, do not live in a mansion. They live in a tiny house that is actually dark that has no windows. As a matter of fact, when you enter a witch doctor's house, you enter backwards and naked. And that time, you have come with your baker, packed it, then you are told to remove your suit and then walk backward in a dark house and then you are told to do some other thing and the witch doctor most probably has not bathed for a month. He lives in a dark room. He has no car. He eats at night under the fear. And this is the guy that is going to make you rich. And they can't make themselves rich. They cannot live a decent life. They cannot live in a good house. They don't take their children to school. They can't even drive. But they are supposed to make you rich. That is what I'm calling absurdity. You are plastered. You are plastered. This is the guy that the politicians go to be given power to, be, to, to become politicians. So my question is, if this guy has the power to make you beat your opponent and become the MP, for goodness sake, why doesn't he use the same power and, in, and, and, and become an MP? That's my question. If he can make you rich, why can't he use the same power on himself? Then he can have a better car, a better house, better clothes, a shower, instead of being so dirty and smelly. That's the absurdity of idol worship. It has a way of twisting your mind. It has a way of deluding your mind. You're not able to tell the right from the wrong. Now, 
you may ask where am I going with all these stories here because the point is the majority of you do not worship idols, at least not a physical idol. I, I, I would be surprised if any of you has a piece of wood in your house that you worship. Maybe our culture don't even allow that. But then, what are our gods? The Israelites' gods were those pieces of wood who are today's gods that you and I can be accused of worshipping. I call them the idols of our day. I'll, I'll mention at least four or five gods of our day, and then I want you to mirror your life and see whether you are a worshiper of this God. The first God and idol of our day is self. 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 Some God. Let me have that small thing. Let me have this small thing. A God called self. Quote unquote. The God called self is the God is the obsession of image, self-image. Obsession with this self-image of some kind. Self. Self. I said uh, in the other service, one of the most horrendous uh, story that I had early on as a young pastor is this uh, lady who kept on coming uh, for prayers where I used to pastor. Please let me have, uh, let me have the white cable. Let me have the white cable for this. Is this uh, <coughs> man, woman rather, who came to my office and she would come to, for prayers. She wouldn't miss every prayer, always crying, always praying, always crying to God. And then um, one day, she had the courage to tell me, Pastor, let me tell you what happened. When our daughter was in high school, she became pregnant. And my husband and I advised her that she should actually abort. Thank you. And she did abort. And then, unfortunately, the abortion went bad. It didn't go as expected. And as a result, And as a result, 
um, she was damaged. And she only found out that when she later got married. She wouldn't conceive. And as this lady was in my office, now she was into a second or a third marriage. Because she would get married, thank you. She would get married, and then all of a sudden she discovers that no, she cannot actually be able to conceive. Then of course, like many do, many men will do, should be kicked out, should be going now to the next marriage, and on and on and on. I ask myself. And I didn't ask the lady. It was too painful to ask. But why would parents advise their daughters to do that? And I don't minimize this. It's a big shame. It's not what we expect. But what would be the reason? Can I tell you the reason? Image. The family image. That is what I call self. Obsession with my image. Secondly, we, and, and not only that, not only, you know, maybe you can say we, we haven't told our daughters to do that, but are we in our world where ladies, I'll be forgiven. Where ladies don't want to suckle their child lest they lose their shape? Does that happen? Self. Self. Obsession with self. Secondly, we are the God of feelings. The God of feelings where this is a spirit that says whatever feels good is right. So that goodness, what is good is judged by my feelings. This is a spirit that lives for freedom away from God. This is a spirit that is actually behind the likes of the LGBTQ. I don't know. I asked the other service, what does hell stand for? And B stands for? What? Oh, some of you have no idea. What does L stand for? Uh, please educate others. G? B? Bisexual. T? Transgender. Who are transgenders? Anyway, that's a debate for another time. And Q? Queer. What is queer? What is queer? Everything. Thank you. Everything. Queer is everything. If you feel like my marrying the donkey, it's okay. If you want your, your, your mate, a, a cat, a dog, it is okay. That is your freedom. It is your right. Those are the things that our people are fighting for. If you didn't see that, uh, that, uh, that uh, video that is circulating of one of the new cabinet secretaries for Joe Biden's, Biden, Biden's uh, government is this guy who was, you know, uh, being sworn in and he introduced the husband. So I can't tell who is the wife and who is the husband. 
Because the wife has a flat dashboard, if you understand. And then he is talking bees like me. And the, the, the husband is there. Now I can tell who is the wife, who is the husband. Absurdity. Absurdity. And not only are they actually behaving this, they are fighting for the right to behave that way. We are living at a time when if you feel now, I, I think I'm a man, and you are lady, I think I'm a man, you start the process of transforming yourself to be a man. They pump those hormones and enzyme, and then soon you are, you are something, a creature in between there that cannot quite be differentiated. A fighting to have toilets for ladies, gents, and the a third one in between. This is a spirit that believes that actually creation belongs to man. And therefore, creation can be manipulated anyhow. If you want to manipulate a man and make him a woman, fine. And if you want to do the other way, you do it. It's a spirit that believes that, you know, uh, 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 um, they can modify the genetics, they can play with the DNA, with the RNA, and create anything they want. But I want you to know that God, that the creation as a creator, creation as a owner. And one of these fine days, he is going to say, enough of this manipulation of my creation. Because when God created man, he said, subdue the earth. Rule over the earth so that the earth may serve you. But now behold subduing, behold ruling the creation so that it can serve us is destruction, manipulating creation. And this ends up being destructive. The third God of our day is humanism. Humanism is actually simple. It's dethroning man. I mean dethroning God and enthroning man. Dethrone God, remove God, and put God where you know, God used to be. And this is the spirit that says, you know, uh, we can do anything. We can do anything. We can do anything. We can do anything. Man is a God to himself. One of the proponents of humanism was Francis Bacon, who was born somewhere in 16-something. And he said, one of his great contributions was to lessen the focus on traditional scholarship. The constant mining of old Greek and Roman philosophers and the old religious texts. The idea that most of our knowledge had already been found and needed to be rediscovered, or that it needed to be rediscovered. And he is credited for inductive knowledge, which is true. You, we get knowledge by you know, the current knowledge which we gather, and then we are able to get knowledge out of the existing knowledge. But the problem is, he also said that 
we cannot afford to keep on getting knowledge from old religious texts. And by so saying, he meant the Bible and the other religious books. I want to say that the Bible is old, but the wisdom of the Bible is current. And the Bible can never be old. What it calls sin, it will remain sin until Jesus comes. And what the Bible calls good, it remains good. Praise the name of Jesus. You cannot, you know, reject uh, the Bible as a whole religious text. We have this, the, the God of materialism, the God that worships material, the God that says that, you know, your being is defined or your worth is defined by how much you have. The more you have, the more you have. The more you have, the more you have. You want to be, you want to be, to be, if you want to be, then have more. Equates being to having more. And I said, and I've said this repeatedly in our country, if you want to win the next generation, just become a big thief between now and the next year. And there's still a lot. And I find a lot to show that you have stolen, you have money, you are dishing money like nobody's business. And the electorate has come to define leadership as having material well-being. And they will not ask how you got it. They will just vote for you. The fifth God is the spirit of the love of money related with the spirit of materialism. Let me read two verses that talks about materialism and actually uh, the, the love of money. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 9 and verse 10, says, verse 9 and verse 10 says, Those, let me read. <clears throat> Verse 9. Those who want to get rich, talking of the spirit of materialism, fall into temptations and are trapped, adding to many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruins and destruction. And talking about the spirit of the love of money, verse 10 says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. These are the idols of our day. If people are not worshiping self, they are worshipping their feelings. They are into a humanistic pursuit. They are into materialism. They are into the love of money. And these are the idols that we must say we distance ourselves from them. Now, how does God draw back the Israelites that are backslidden? We go back now to the earlier part of the passage that we read. He has painted the gods of his, the Israelites 
We have seen similar goals in our society. But how did God propose to bring the Israelites back to himself? Two points. It won't be done. The first thing that God uses to hold back his people is actually love, tender love. In verse 1, God uses very tender and fatherly language for his backslidden nation. He calls them my servant, my chosen Jeshuram, uh, which actually means the upright one. And we know they were not upright, but that's how tender he is. This suggests that no matter how sinful we can get, God love, God love remains constant. God draws us to himself through his love. Not threat, not punishment, not even the threat of the fear of hell, but God uses love to draw us to himself. There's a verse in Romans, I think, I can't remember which chapter, and one verse there, verse 4 says that, uh, don't you know God's love leads us to repentance? A very important verse. Don't you know that God's love leads us to repentance? And so God uses love and extends his love to bring us to himself. Because God is love. By his very nature, his very essence, God is love. God died for us because of love. And despite all the backsliddenness, despite all the idol worship, God extends and extends his love towards them and intrudes them back through love. Not even a rebuke, not even, you know, punishment and judgment, but love. And if you are here, and maybe you, are, you advised your daughter what this mama told me, they advised their daughter, I want to tell you that you are not behold God's love. And if you are the daughter who did it, advised by a boyfriend, or they are the boyfriend who gave the 5,000, to go and to procure that. I want you to know that you are still not behold God's love. God still wants to extend his love, his tender love. God intrudes us to himself through love. Through love. But secondly, God draws us by his spirit. In verse 3 to verse 5, he says, I will pour out my water, water on you. Then he repeats in the next verse the same, the same thought, but this, this time he says, I'll pour out my spirit on you. The water and the spirit talks about the same thing. You know, when it rains and then on, on ground that was so dry, which was just brown and soil, and then you begin to see grass and vegetation sprouting up. It talks of how God, you know, when we are dry and thirsty, when we are so lost in our sins, when we are so rebellious in our ways, God still extends and pours his spirit upon us and then intrudes us to himself. Don't make a mistake. You and I did not come to the Lord because, you know, we felt like you know, we decided. Many times we say, you know, I, I made up my mind to come to the... No, 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 no. You don't get saved the day you got saved. 
you caught saved. That, that's the day that you made a public declaration. But before it happened, the Lord had been wooing you, talking to you, speaking to you by his spirit until that day when you turned and said, yes, Lord. The Lord draws us by the outpouring of his spirit. By nature, before we come to the Lord, we are dead in sin. And like an dead body cannot respond to any stimuli. So we could not respond to the things of God. Because we were dead. And we had no capability of responding to the things of God. Until when the Lord pours his spirit of revival upon us, then we begin to wake up. We begin our special sense our sense of God, that part of us that look, uh, looks and longs for God became alive and we began to seek God. And that's how we came to the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Are we together? There's a grace that is extended to us through the Spirit of God before we come to the Lord that hoos us, that turns us around and we are able to turn to God. Yes, God looked at his people that were long backslidden, long gone into the idol worship, departed from the true God, made a God out of a piece of wood, began to worship that God, but he tells them, I know what I'll do for you. I'm drawing you to myself because I love you, O Jacob. Oh, my servant, my chosen servant, come to me. The Lord says, I'm pouring my spirit upon you, who will turn your heart around, who will cause your heart to turn away from the idols and turn to me. I hear the Lord saying the same thing. If there are guns in our lives, if there are idols in our lives, the Lord is saying, come to me. I love you. I'm sending my spirit to cause you to know me, to love me, to serve me. Shall we arise on our feet? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the worship team leads us through a time of just singing and reflecting, I want us to reflect on our lives. You know the idol that might be in your life. Would you deal with that now? Now, as we pray.